This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from the power broker of world motorsport and particularly touring car racing, Alan Gow. I hope you stay with us. Alan Gow has certainly been an influential man in world motorsport. Peter Norton caught up with him whilst he was in Queensland negotiating James Courtney's deal with HRT for the next three seasons. We, everyone in the media and motorsport industry uh, and all the fans are fascinated by contract negotiations and uh, you know, all of the, all of the uh, stuff that happens behind closed doors. Now, obviously, uh, not asking you to share anything that's confidential, but you know, that process to negotiate uh, a good contract for a driver, um, what's it sort of like? What are the tricks of the trade and those sorts of things that uh, make a good manager compared to uh, an average one? I don't know if there's any tricks to the trade. To, to be honest, it's, it, the fundamentals are very simple. Um, a, a good driver wants to drive with the best team he can. And the best teams want the, the best drivers. So uh, the pool becomes quite thin at that stage because there's only so many very good uh, teams that are capable of winning championships and, and, and races on a regular basis and so many drivers. So it, it, it's, it's quite an easy negotiation as far as identifying who you want to be with both sides. Um, I can't put James into a team that obviously don't want him and James wouldn't go and race in a team he didn't want. So it's got to be a meeting of the minds if you like. But look, it's, it's, the negotiations um, are like any uh, business to a certain extent. It's, it's relationship driven. Um, and they're, they're a significant investment for, for the team, so it, it's got to work both ways. How important is the presentability to sponsors and uh, you know, the, the personality off track? More important all the time, uh, in all forms of motorsport, that's, that's the case. Um, and James has got a very good um, uh, media presence, uh, he's, he's great with sponsors and that counts a lot. Um, but you can't be just a good talking head and not drive a car well. So it's, to have that sort of combination is ideal. You've mentioned that if a team is going well and a driver's going well, they're, a, they're a more likely to be a good match. But sometimes uh, drivers and teams go through ups and downs. How do you manage a situation that you may have a, a good driver in a team that's going through a downward spiral? Um, look, it's, it's, it's like any relationship. I don't know how you manage a, mar a marriage when one partner... Is, is, is heading off in the, in the wrong direction. It's, it's you do what you can, and, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound too simplistic, but it's just the truth. You, know, you, 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 you look at each and you manage each situation um, as it comes up and on its own merits. You can have a game plan and, 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 and a model of how you'd like things to happen all you like, but that'll change from, from month to month. So it's just, it's just a matter of managing and making sure that two people, i.e. the team and the driver, both want to work together. And if there's that, if there's that joint, um, uh, that, that, that joint uh, notion, then you can make it happen. One thing I've been fascinated with uh, with V8 supercars over the last uh, three or four years is that uh, the, the global economy hit V8 supercars a bit later. Uh, how much uh, effect does it have when a, a driver or a team may have a, a you know, two, three year contract with, with a sponsor 
Uh, so the good time lasts a bit longer, uh, but then they fall off a cliff. Yeah, I, I think you also need to put in Australia's um, um, uh, current economic climate in, into into um, in, into perspective. Uh, coming from the UK, you guys don't have a clue what a recession is. Um, this is not a recession. Um, every every economy goes through um, uh, troughs and hills, you know, and um, and uh, the economy in Australia in general is far better than anything you can imagine in, in Europe. So it's not that bad. Um, and and clearly you've got to deliver better value for money for your for your team, for your sponsors, for your manufacturers, for everything. It just concentrates the mind a bit more on that area. I hear that the sponsorship market has changed quite dramatically though, that, uh, that there just aren't the businesses out there that are interested in sponsorship uh, like the, the good old days. You could be right, but, but that's not a market I'm into, so I couldn't give you any any great indication on that. I'm, I'm, my, my business isn't finding sponsors and uh, or engaging with sponsors, I don't know. Uh, you mentioned uh, a very impressive CV there with uh, uh, the, the different uh, uh, roles that you, you take. Um, how did you work your way to those? Do you have a, a business background, an engineering background? What's the What's the foundation that uh, you've built it on? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old car dealer from Melbourne. Um, I, I've been involved in car dealerships for all my working life before I got involved in motorsport. Motorsport was always my hobby. Um, you know, I, I joined a car club, the light car club, when I was 17 years old down in Melbourne. They used to help guys on the weekends, and I've, I've laid in muddy puddles at, you know, at Phillip Island and everything else. So it's, it's my sport, and I'm incredibly lucky um, to, to, to be able to make a business out of my hobby. Um, but there was no game plan. It was just, you know, I've never looked at a business plan in that regard. I just fell into it, you know, and, and I've been very fortunate in that regard. You mentioned your role with uh, Touring Cars uh, you know, internationally. Uh, on Australian TV and other places, uh, we think that the V8 supercars really are uh, a top-class product, one of the best in the world. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, they obviously are. I mean, it's, 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 it's a great championship, clearly. Um, and uh, in Australia, it's, ta it's, it's taken the public um, um, to, to its heart and... Uh, and uh, it, it is a great, it is a great series. Um, internationally, it's not that well known uh, um, outside of motorsport. Um, but the motorsport aficionados in the UK and Europe and America um, can see it on, on, on various channels and they'll, they'll watch it. But it's, it's um, the domestic championships don't usually travel abroad, you know, um, as far as uh, you know. And a lot of tried. NASCAR used to go and try taking their championship around the world and that didn't work and you've got to, you've got to understand that your, your home ground is, 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 is where, you're, where you're going to do, do well and it's great to have the occasional race overseas and everything else but uh, you, know, you, want to, you want to be careful what, what you wish for. You know, um, I've seen plenty of series in the past try to expand too far out of their, out of their, um, their, their home and um, have failed doing it. So it's, it's a great product. Uh, and you've just got to concentrate on making that product great and don't get distracted by taking things too far. How are things going with the uh, touring cars in the UK? The, you go back a, a number of years, I had some glory days uh, uh, with the two-litre tourers. Um, I don't hear too much about it now. H how would you describe their current situation? Fantastic. Um, uh, we, uh, you know, I, we, I had the, the championship from 91 until 2000. I sold it to a company and then I got it back in 2003 because they did very badly out of it. 
and I stood on the back of the grid at Donington with 11 cars thinking what have I done here and um, and I can tell you now we have 32 cars we have a, we have a full grid that's as much, much as we can have we have 11 different uh, makes 13 different models on it our TV is the biggest we've ever had and our audience our, our spectator numbers are breaking all new records we're having a fantastic time um, it probably sounds a bit stupid after I just told you how bad the, economy, the UK economy was, but, but we, we were sort of swimming against the tide there. So the PTCC is just doing fantastically well at the moment. What were the fundamentals you concentrated on to achieve that turnaround? Um, we, we, we know what... Um, we, we, we changed the technical regulations of the cars to make the cars more, funnily enough, a bit like here, where you can adapt certain cars to it, you don't have to homologate cars and everything else. So we've made the, the technical regulations more accessible, um, uh, so that's brought in more teams and, and more uh, manufacturers. Um, and we've made sure the racing is what the public want. Uh, and the public in the UK are different to the Australian public. We're not brought up on endurance races for touring cars and everything else. They want short, sharp races. So we have, 20, uh, we have, we have three 30-minute races on, on a Sunday. We don't have pit stops. We don't have anything. It's just non-stop action. That's what we like over there, and, and that's what they want, and you know, that's why we're successful. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. My thanks to Peter Norton and Alan Gow there. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.